Hello, as I'm recording this, it is the day after the 4th of July weekend. And I recognize uh, some of you don't live in the United States who are listening, but we had a holiday weekend this past weekend. And I just think that this is the perfect time that I am putting together this episode because today's episode is about patience and surrender and not necessarily about constantly working. And so this weekend, I was able to take time off. I think I started at seven o'clock Friday night, and I did not come back into my office until 1030 this morning, which is Tuesday morning. And so it's been like, in one respect, I recognize the discomfort of not working, not checking my social media all the time, you know, not looking at my emails. Literally, I stayed away most, mostly I stayed away from social media and emails. And I spent time with friends. We went to the beach. I spent a lot of time at the beach. I spent time in Lake Superior. We went and spent time in the community at the fireworks. It was just a really great weekend. I took a nap on Monday and I just decided, you know, joy in the meantime, right? And I'll talk about in today's episode, I'm going to talk about joy in the meantime. So let's get started. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. So today I want to talk to you about patience and surrender. And these are not very easy concepts for us as human beings in today's world to grasp. If you think about what we get taught about how to create things in our life or how to be successful. It's always about go out there, get it done, figure it out, do it, go get that diploma, make sure you get a diploma that you can use and make good money in some kind of job. And it's just always kind of about, you know, hard work. And and we really put a lot of value on the brain power, right? The figuring it out, the being able to be really logical to figure out the right steps of the things to do, um, being able to work really hard, studying hard, getting straight A's, um, all of these things. Uh, and, and we really do put a lot of value too on, you know, having certain material possessions. And I'm not, I'm not saying any of that is bad. In fact, I feel great when I have a nice home to live in or when I have, you know, a nice car to drive or, you know, we make enough money to be able to travel during the year, whatever that is like that stuff. It's all of us want some of that, right? But what I have been studying about in the past 10 years, for sure in the past 10 years is how can I lean more into what my role is in the world. In fact, I would say since my son died in 2012, it's really was apparent to me that I really wanted to figure out. And I know I don't like to use the term figure out as much anymore, but I really felt this urge to find out what was life really about or why was I here? Like what was the purpose for me being here? Because I at one time thought that and for sure, you know, when I was raising four children, of course, you know, I felt like a major part of my life was about being a mom. So then I went on this journey when my son died to 
try to come to terms with how I had failed as a mother. If that was my main purpose, which sometimes I thought it was, what was that about? And why did that happen in my life that one of my children had to die by suicide? And that really led me on a path to self growth and awareness and self discovery, and really a spiritual discovery about what is life about? And why, you know, what are all these things that I thought I needed to have in order to feel successful? Because being successful for me, it really included raising children that would grow into adults that would have their version of success, which, you know, a lot of us would look at that like, you know, they get married, they have two kids, you know, they have a house, they have steady jobs, you know, all of those things that we think are about being successful in life. But really, I started to question all of those beliefs about what success really meant. And what did it need to be for me in order to really have a great reason to look at a future without my son. And so that kind of got me on the spiritual path of figuring out what life was about. And what I found for myself is it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't the things I had been led to believe or the things that I thought I was led to believe that really were supposed to be a part of my life in order for me to look like I was successful. I had a lot of judgment about how to be successful, why I wasn't successful, why other people were or weren't successful. I had so many judgments about that. And I really believe that human design came into my life at the right time. I think it came into my life when I was entering my Chiron return which happens between the age of 48 and 52 for us, um, depending on your own specific chart, your natal chart. But for me, I did just turn 51 this year. So I've been in my Chiron return for a little while now. And it's kind of that time in your life and in your 50s when you are, or when you're getting to the age of 50 is when you kind of start to go through another evolution, I guess, another a stage of needing to find something again. It's it's this weird growth part again, where your kids are leaving home. If you've had kids and you've had a family, somehow your life is changing in a major way. So human design came into my life before I turned 50, but it was in that kind of coming to the Chiron return phase for me. And I think that um, it just came at such a perfect time for me to start to really use human design in my life as a tool to look at the ways that I was here, to look at how I was here to be, what were my gifts to give to the world. And one thing interesting I came across in my human design chart was where my Mercury is located. Now, if you look at where your Mercury is located, you can say that Mercury is about communication and it's about intellect. So, In some ways, Mercury is what you're here or how you're here to communicate. If you have a business, you might think of it as this is how I, this flavor of energy is what I need to put into my business or my marketing or how I need to communicate with my clients. There's something in Mercury that is like, this is what I'm here to teach others. This is, this is what I'm also for me to teach it. I feel like I need to experience it. I need to lean into that energy 
in some ways myself. And so when I looked at what my Mercury gates were, so funny in the quantum human design language, Mercury gates 20 and 22 for me are called patience and surrender. And it's just, I mean, sometimes our charts have so much conundrum in them, right? It's like so funny because I'm like, well, I could really look at my life and say that so much of my life was not about patience and surrender. It was a lot of the opposite. It was a lot of achieving, overdoing, trying to make things happen, pushing really hard, working really hard, just wanting the next thing. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't trust and patience and surrender. So I want to talk about what patience and surrender mean in the specific gates of 20 and 22. And then I also want to talk about how you can have more patience and surrender in your life and what that might mean for you. Because I really feel like all of us, if we could just learn to let go of control just a little bit, right? Just start to learn that we cannot control everything. Like, I always wanted to control everything. And I always thought that if I just had control of everything, it's all going to go the way I want to. And what I really learned in the big lesson uh, when Trevor died was that that's not how it works. That really, you know, control is kind of an illusion. We think we have a lot more control than we really do. And so the gate 20 in human design, which is the gate of patience, is basically it's about trusting your intuition know what needs to be readied for the right timing to make things happen or to do things, right? It's like, it's about this really trust, right? Trusting and and knowing when you should be readying for things. So not only trusting, but having an intuition that, well, I need to like work on these things because sometime in the future, there's gonna be something that this is needed for. So I'm gonna get these things ready And when the time is right, then I'll be ready, right? So gate 20 comes out of the throat center in human design. And in human design, the throat center or the throat chakra, if you want to think of it as the chakra, is about action. You know, it's about taking action, like speaking out into the universe, right? Speaking out what what you're really here to create. So the the opposite of really leaning into the energy of trusting your intuition and knowing what needs to be readied to to be ready for the right timing of something is acting before the time is right, feeling frustrated, quitting, giving up, all of the things that I feel like I've done a lot in my life, right? Just you know, consistently pushing to get things done and accomplished. And I have accomplished a lot and I've done a lot in my life. So perhaps there was some right timing in there, but I know that there's been many times and I have felt so frustrated with so many things. Um, the feeling to, uh, the need of quitting or giving up has been a major thing in my life, you know, and I I sometimes thought, oh my gosh, I just like to jump from thing to thing because I was looking for something. There's something that isn't right. There's something that's not working. And, you know, the patience. So this gate, I feel like teaches us that what if you had the patience and instead of jumping around, quitting, giving up, starting something new, you actually were patient. You kind of Um, trusted that there's a bigger plan, you maybe readied some things, you kind of put some foundations in place, 
for things to happen or for something to be created that might be coming in the future and just not giving into that consistent need to be busy and doing, right? So that's gate 20. Now gate 22 is called surrender. So on the other side, so the surrender, gate 22 is in the emotional solar plexus of the human design chart. So the emotional center is all about our emotional energy. So gate 22 is about knowing that you are fully supported and can pursue your passion, have faith that everything will work out and trust that you'll be given what you need. That would be living into the energy of gate 22. And so on the opposite side, when you're not in the balanced expression of that energy, you have a fear that you're not supported. You stifle your passions because you can't afford to do them or you can't afford to pursue what you really want to do. You compromise, you settle, you stay stuck. You don't have any creative flow because you are in kind of this, that emotional energy of fear or uh, what, you know, the fear or the frustration, all of those emotions that don't help you to stay in an energetic flow of faith and knowing that you are supported. And so again, (laughs) I can look at my life and I can see that there's so many times that I haven't had faith. I say the words a lot of trusting that everything will work out. In fact, I come back to the thought over and over again for myself that I really do trust that everything works out for a reason. I, I trust that things happen. Um, that we won't understand in this lifetime. You know, I trust that my son died and I won't know the answers and I don't need to spend the rest of my life figuring those out, right? I trust that I am fully supported. I trust that I can be a life coach. I trust that I can because human design has so much curiosity for me and I have such a passion for it. I do trust that there's a reason that I should pursue this. If I wasn't, if I wasn't so passionate about it, then I probably wouldn't be pursuing it and I probably wouldn't take it into my business. But because it's a passion and because I'm so curious about it and it just continues to un- unveil itself to me, really, I am trusting and I'm having faith and I'm continually pouring my emotional energy into it knowing that somehow this is part of the purpose that I'm here. For some reason, at this time, human design is coming into my business. There are people that need me to help them through this tool of human design. And and that's really how I'm leaning into this surrender energy. You know, feeling like even when I started my business and even when I switched from grief coaching to human design. That was like a big leap. But even when I did that, I thought there's a reason for this, even though I didn't feel like, in fact, I did have a lot of fear about not being supported, not only from the universe or from God, but just from friends or family. I just had this fear that, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy or, you know, what is this? Is this a little woo-woo? You know, I had, of course I had all those fears. And so I've really been allowing myself to not listen to those as much as trust and lean into faith, lean into faith that if I am curious and interested in this, then there is a reason. Like I don't, 
I mean, I don't want to ignore my passion for something. I have done that for many years in the past because I thought it was something I wasn't, quote, allowed to do. I have shut off parts of myself in the past and I felt like I'm not being authentic anymore. I'm totally not being authentic if I'm shutting off parts of me. And so this is what I'm leaning more into now is really allowing myself to be passionate about what it is that I want to do and being able to bring it into my work because I just feel like our work can be so fulfilling when it's something we're really interested in. And if it's something we're not interested in, then perhaps it's time to let that go and find and really lean into the things that we are interested in. And that's kind of what happened to with my accounting career. It's not that I'm not good at it. It's not that I don't know how to do it. It's not that I haven't done it for 25 years and have a lot of experience. It's just that I wasn't passionate about it anymore. And do you have to be passionate about a job that makes you money? Maybe not, but I think you need to, if you're not passionate about how you're making money, find that passion on something in the outside of your job. I think you need to have a passionate hobby you're pursuing or or a passionate volunteer activity you need to you need to bring that passion in somewhere in your life even if right now you're not able to fully make a living doing what you're passionate for i think surrendering um right now surrendering meaning pursuing your passion in some way even if it's not your full way that you make a living and trusting that it's going to work out, that you will bring that more and more into your life and not compromising, and not settling, right? Because I feel like that's where we get our creativity shut down. That's where we get our, I mean, as human beings, every single one of us is creative. Every single one of us, we are creating our life. We're here to create our life in this world. And so we're all creative beings. And what happens is when we feel deeply unfulfilled, we feel stuck, we feel frustrated, we feel angry or fearful, all of those things, that totally shuts down that creativity. And that's where we feel stuck in life. And we have these issues with money and relationships and business and jobs, all of that stuff, right? That's where that unfulfillment comes in. So here are five things that I thought of that we can do to lean more into having patience and surrender in our life so that we can feel more fulfilled and we're not stuck. We're not feeling stuck. We can have more happiness. We can have more freedom. I feel like many of us would love to just have freedom and joy and just feel like life is fun. And we feel like we're in the ease and flow of creativity. So number one, lean into your strategy. And when I'm talking about strategy, I'm talking about human design strategy. If you are a manifester, listen to that inner creative flow that you have and inform when it's time, inform the rest of us what that vision is. Don't shut down that inner creative flow. Lean into your strategy as a manifester, as a projector. Remember to be invited and remember to be around people or take on invitations where people are recognizing you for your wisdom and your talents. Make sure that you are building your, let's say you're building your lighthouse, right? You're building your knowledge base, whatever it is, you're creating whatever it is you love to create in life, but you are now 
open to in being invited to the right opportunities and that those people that are inviting you are really recognizing that your talents and then for generators and manifesting generators be responsive to your environment right so what is showing up that you are responding to and you are feeling excited about if you're not feeling excited about things that you are actually saying yes to, you're probably not listening to your own intuition, which is to respond. And then for reflectors, of course, it's more about being in the right place in the right time, um, feeling into what's right for you. It's probably going to take you some time and patience, right? For So for reflectors, patience is actually part of your strategy, patience and surrender. So number one is lean into your strategy in order to have more patience and surrender in your life in order to, you know, find better opportunities and feel more fulfillment. So number two, get out of your head. What should be done is probably not the answer, right? Get out of your head. I have spent so many years logically thinking about things. That's not really the way of human design either. Like human design teaches us to feel into our intuition and human design will tell you what is your intuitive way for you, right? There's some different ways to um, know what your decision-making strategy is or decision-making authority is. And so getting out of your head and leaning into your body and feeling what is right for you is really important when having more patience and surrender. And number three is about, I love this quote I heard from one of my mentors in a program, in a human design program I'm in. She said, have some joy in the meantime. And I was like, oh, that is such a good phrase. I like that joy in the meantime. So in other words, go enjoy yourself. Take some time off. Have fun. Like how can you bring more joy into your life even when you feel like things aren't where you want them to be right now? Still, it doesn't mean we don't get to have joy until later. I feel like so many of us push off. We push things off because when we get to a certain point, then we'll be able to enjoy that. No, (laughs) start right now and live life and have joy as you go. And as you create joy in your life right now, you will feel more, so much more fulfilled. It'll open up your creativity opportunities start showing up. Really, it's an energetic flow thing. So that's number three, joy in the meantime. Number four, be creative. What is creative for you? What is creativity for you? It could be many things. I mean, many times when we hear the word creative, we think of art, right? So there's that, there's painting, drawing, coloring, you know, using markers, using all the different tools that artists have, you know, maybe take a class, in art or, or something, just something fun, something that doesn't have anything to do with your business or work. Or it could be other things. It could be um, taking a speaking class or acting class or dancing to music or um, playing an instrument. I like playing the piano occasionally. <laughs> it's like getting in touch with nature, maybe like what, where do you feel creative? How can you bring creativity in your into your life? Maybe writing? Is, is it also a creative path? Some One of my clients really loves to write and she has put boundaries around just having creative time to write every day. So number four is be creative. And then number five is get grounded and nurture your specific needs. So what do you need 
daily to ground yourself and nurture yourself and take care of your needs, whatever those needs are. I don't, and it doesn't even matter what it's about. Is it to take a bath? Is it to soak your feet? Is it to um, take a walk in nature? Is it to go sit at the beach? like I like to do, read a book by the beach. Um, what kind of grounds you? Um, what nurtures you? What feels nurturing to you? It doesn't have to be going to get a massage. That could be, but it, it can be anything, right? So for you specifically, what feels like it helps you to expand? And maybe it is going to work out at the gym every day. Maybe that is how some people get grounded and stay in their, you know, stay in their body and make sure they're nurturing themselves. Um, maybe it's the way you eat, you know, making specific meals that really help you to have a better digestive system. There's a lot of things I'm talking about right now that have a lot to do with me. So anyways, that's the five things. So I'm just going to cover them really quickly again. So this is the five ways that you can lean more into patience and surrender so that you can feel more joy in your life, feel more fulfilled, um, have, have more opportunities show up, right? That's what I'm talking about today. Number one, lean into your human design strategy. Number two, get out of your head. Number three, joy in the meantime. Number four, be creative and have some kind of creative practice. And number five, get grounded and nurture your specific needs. So that's what I have for you today. I have loved talking about this. This is one of my favorite topics. And I hope you are having an amazing summer and we'll talk next week. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.